learning daf pei tes. We're starting from the Mishnah on the bottom of pei ches amid base. So we look at the pasuk v'neder almano grusha yakum The pasuk says, <coughs> once a woman is widowed or divorced, then if she makes a neder, it remains upon her. No one can be made for it. Kate said, what is the pasuk coming to teach us? And I guess the question that the mission is dealing with is that obviously there's no jurisdiction here. She's no longer married, so her husband's not going to do it. And uh, she's out of her father's wishes at this point, so her father can't be made for it. So what's really the chiddush of the pasuk? Neder amano grusha yakum so the case where the mission is the case of the pasuk is coming to tell us the novelty is What happens if you have a woman who's currently widowed or divorced? So she's in her own jurisdiction and she says, "I will be in nazira after thirty days." And a person can do that. In other words, you stipulate a certain time when the naziras will be triggered. So she says, "I'll be in nazira after thirty days." At the time that she makes the nether, the mice nether, she was single. And then even if she gets married within 30 days, so the chalois from the nether, she's under the jurisdiction of her husband, in Yachalaf, and the new husband cannot revoke the vow. What's the pshat? Remember, Allah is about to only be made for Nidarim that come in his in his jurisdiction. He can't do a Nidarim previous Nidarim in a Balmefer Bekodman. So here the mission is being Machadesh that if the Maisen nether was made, the taking of the nether was done before she came under his jurisdiction. Even if the Chalais comes only once she's under his jurisdiction, we go after the time of the Maisa, the time she said it, and therefore the husband cannot revoke the vow. In the inverse, top of the Amr Aleph, let's say the, the woman makes a vow while she's, her, while she's married, he can revoke it even if it wasn't Chal during that time. Let's say she's Albina's here after 30 days. So, and then the husband goes ahead and he. And he's made for her. Even if she's widowed or she's divorced within 30 days before it took effect, there is a muffer. It's muffer. So that's, uh, that's an important point because here it's the inverse. It's the Maisa nether is while she's married, even though the Chalais nether will be afterwards. But again, our, the Dana of our Mishnah holds you go after the Maisa. Therefore, the husband could be, therefore the husband could be made for Now back, now back and we discussed this a little bit before. We're going to talk about this later as well. Whether or not you can be made for a nether before it takes effect. So you see in the mission that you could be made for a nether before it takes effect in this second case. She's taking a nether while she's married and she's saying that it should go in effect after 30 days and then before 30 days, she's already divorced. But we're saying that far as a bow that was done uh, while she was still married, it's effective. So that's before the chalais nether. So you see that it could be, that how far it could happen then. But it could be that this is where, this is unique to a nether that will certainly take effect. It's just after a certain amount of time. It's possible that you can't be made for a nether where there's a suffix if it will ever take effect. That we'll, we'll learn about more later. But I'll put them here where it's just about the time. She says in 30 days of passing, then I will be in Nazareth. So the Maisa and Nether was done while she was married, but the Chalais is afterwards. We go after the, the Shasla from the Maisa and Nether, not the time of the Chalais and Nether. And therefore, the Afar that the husband makes while, while he's currently married to her will be effective, even though after 30 days she's already divorced. Continues the mission. Let's say a woman makes a Nether on the day, <coughs> on the day when she's becoming Nisua. She's divorced that day. And then he takes her back all on the same day. He cannot revoke the vow. Meaning to say, had he revoked it before he divorced her, that'd be good. She takes her nether while she's married. But once he divorces her, and now he takes her back, it's a new relationship. Since it's a new relationship, the nether was not made in this relationship. The nether was made at the time he was first married to her. So therefore, it would be a situation of in a baal made for bakodim. A baal cannot make up fara on a previous nether. Zaklal is the rule. Kol shigas Whenever she goes into her own domain, even for one moment, in the the husband will not be able to revoke the vows in the future. So even if she's just divorced for one moment, he takes her back right away. He won't be able to, to revoke the vows that were taken prior to the second nisu. 
Now, we learned in the Mishnah that everything about the power to be made for is totally in the Maisan and not the Chalaisan. The Mishnah was talking about in two cases. Either where a single girl takes a nether that was going to go in effect after 30 days and she gets married before 30 days. Or the inverse, where a married girl takes a, takes a nether and she stipulates that she go, uh, it should go in effect after 30 days, but in the end of 30 days she's already divorced. So in both cases, the Mishnah rules, you go after the Maisan nether. Everything depends on the time the nether is made. So the Gemara says, Tanya, we learned this is actually a machlekes. It says, Let's say you have a widow or a divorcee who says, I'll be in Azura when I get married. So here she's not saying after 30 days, but a very similar point. She's single and she says, when I get married, then it should take effect. When he says, then she gets married. When Nisu and Rabbi Yishmael says, the husband could revoke the vow. Rabbi Kiva says, he cannot. It sounds like Rabbi Shmuel disagrees with our Mishnah, we'll see the Gemara, we'll deal with that. Rabbi Shmuel, we go after the Chalais in the Nether. So since she said that she's going to effect only when I get married, so it's only when she gets married, it goes in effect, therefore the husband could be made for the, the The nether first happened under his jurisdiction. Rabbi Akiva holds, we go after the Maisa nether. The Maisa nether is made, is made while she's single, and therefore the, the husband cannot be made for. What about the opposite? When she is married, I'll be in Israel once I get divorced. And then she's divorced. Rabbi Shmuel says her husband cannot revoke the vow because Rabbi Shmuel goes after the chalais. The chalais is after she's after she's divorced. Rikiva says he could revoke the nether because he go after the mice and the mice is while she was married. Rabbi Shmuel brings a riot for the apostle. It says the nether of a widow with divorce he remains upon her. So what's the apostle coming to tell us? Actually, that her husband could always revoke unless the nether is being chal during the time of Shalmanus of Gerishin, meaning we're darshaning the word nether. Nether is mashma, not the maisa nether. Nether is mashma when it's the restriction of the nether. So we're saying that it's all depending on the, the nether, on the, on the chalais, when the effect of the nether is there, it depends if she's Amman Grusha. And that, again, that goes both ways. If the maisa nether is before, but the chalais is while she's married, the husband, the husband could be made for And if the maisa nether is while she's married, but the chalais is after she's divorced, the husband cannot be made for That is the drasha of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Akiva, who holds that it's all totally in the mites and nether, he says back, Ari Omer, Kalashra Asra al Nashra. It's all about what she asked on herself. Asra al Nashra is mashma, what she prohibited. It's about the maisa, the uttering of the vow. Actually, Yisri Nether, Shasmana to Gershon. All depend. The, the, the ability you made for her is offset by the maisa being when she's in Amana Grusha. So again, just a way, different way of looking at it. The ikra, the nether, clap of the kal, how far is that in the maisa, the uttering of the of the bowers and that in the chalais. Again, the nafkimina, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva, that they're discussing is where a single girl says the nether should take effect after she's married, or a married girl says that the nether should take effect after she's divorced. In both cases, there will be a dispute between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva about the kalach hafar. So now it sounds like in our mission, it's the same point. Here you have a single girl saying that the nether should be chal after 30 days when she gets married within 30 days, or a married girl saying the nether should take effect after 30 days when she gets divorced within 30 days. So our mission said you go after the maizah. Because according to Rabbi Shmuel, we should go after the chalais. No, it is compatible with Rabbi Shmuel. So the Gemara explains how. Our Mishnah, she stipulated it depends about days. And when it depends on days, everybody agrees she's not linking it to the marriage. So everybody would agree that you go after the Maisa. When she said that the, it's the marriage which affects it. She says the vow should take effect when there's a change in her marital status. 
So she either said that it should be chal when she gets married or it should be chal when she gets divorced in either case. So therefore we explain that there Rabbi Shmuel says, since she's saying that that it depends when her marital status changes, so we see up that the nether was made that it's going to depend on that change in marital status. There we say it depends on the chalaisa, not the maisa. But where Bishas Maisa, she's referring to Islama, amount of time passing, and it happens to be that her marital status changes in the middle, so that doesn't matter. Now we just speak out, and our Mishnah, Shomli of Alunus Kasha, in the Mishnah, second case here, where it's a married woman, she says the vow should take back after 30 days. It's possible for 30 days to pass, and she wouldn't be divorced, right? It's possible that could happen. It happens to be that she was divorced. Or the opposite, in the Mishnah's first case, where she wasn't married, and she said, and you should be chal in 30 days, it's possible for the days to pass without her being married. So therefore, we all go bust at the time that she made the nether, and there's no reference to any change in her marital status. It so happens to be that in the middle, something changed. So there, everybody agrees that you go after the maisa of the nether, not the time of the chalais. Okay, so now our Mishnah, just to understand the next Gemara, made a zakla, which was, which was a little bit extra. We're saying that, oh, once, you let, once she makes an ether, when she's in jurisdiction, even if her husband takes her back, then ain't about made for recording. He's not gonna be able to be made for what already, what was done before the second relationship. Now we had another Zaklau in Parak Naira which was also pretty extra. And the Mishnah said, again, we're talking about there, Naira that the father and the husband together do it. We said there's a rule, as long as she was never yatsa into her own domain, and the father and the husband revoked the vow. So the Gemara says, eh, Klaal, what's the Chiddush of the Klaal, which is said in Parak Narama that as long as she didn't go into her own domain, so the father and the husband together are made for her. What's the mission coming to include? It comes to include the following scenario. One is the moment of transition between Erison and Nisuin. So we know it's Peshat's the Chuppah. But really before the Chuppah, there's already something else where the transition is beginning. Well, the transition begins as soon as the father is giving her over to the husband. So when does that exactly occur? So coming, you know, the girl's leaving the home. She's en route to the husband's home. So is she in a suit at that point or not? So let's say she's en route. She's left the home, but the father is accompanying the agents of the husband. And so she's not, she's en route, but the father's still with her. Even if the father's not actually there, but his agents are with the agents of the husband. So in those two cases, she's still an Arasa. She's still considered an Arama Arasa. She's not yet uh, undergone the transition to Chuppah because as long as the father is still with her, either personally or with his agents, so then she's not going to become a Nesua. And that's why we're going to say in that case, the father or husband can still revoke the vows, despite the fact she's not living in her father's home anymore. The father's walking out with her. But the point is, since the father's escorting her, or his agents are escorting her, so the din is she's still considered an Arama Marasa, where the father and the husband can be made for the Nadar. Now we turn to our Mishnah. The Mishnah was saying over here that what ain't about me for that the halacha is that the husband after he divorces her, then then he can no and even if he takes her back, he can no longer be made from the dark from the previous relationship. So what what is the zakal coming to tell us? Imagine a case where the father gave her over to the husband's agents, and the father is not going. So the transition to Nisuin is beginning right now, even pre the chuppah. She's left the father's home and she's only with the husband's agents. Oh, or the father's agents gave it to the husband's agents. Either way, the point is, there's no one from the father's party anymore with the girl. So the mission is saying, now the husband can, at that point, cannot, cannot remove Nadarim that she made before. In other words, the husband and the father can together no longer be made for Nadarim. The father has already left his jurisdiction. And the husband... In, the, in any Nadarm that she had before, it would be Kodman for the husband. So just again, just to clarify, 
when she's in Nairamo Rasa and they're being made for together, so then the husband could be made for together with the father, even Kodman, even a dharma that she has before, because what's the whole Yisrael? He's not doing it alone, he's doing it with the father. For Klape, the father wasn't Kodman. So the husband and the father together are made for all Nadar. But once it comes to the point that Masra Adoshlucha the father's no longer in the picture, she's already becoming a Nasua. So now at that point, Klapi the husband, any previous Nadarm would be Kodman. And therefore he's not going to be able to be made for Nadarm. That's the extra Khidash that's being taught. Now the big Shaila is what would be if she makes a nether though at that point, a new nether. Not a, not, not a codeman. Obviously, ain't about made for a codeman at that point. Once the father's out of the picture, she's left the father's home, and you can't, the husband won't do it with, together with the father, would be codeman. But what about if she makes a new nether from that point and on, pre the chuppah, but after she's already only traveling with the husband's agent? She makes a nether. Could the husband be made for a loan at that point, or do we have to wait till the chuppah? So that's a big machlokas arishon. But again, that's not the point that Argamar is discussing. That's the machlokas arishon. But the point that Argamar is saying is that. If there was a previous vow where the husband needs to do it together with the father, because ain't a vow made for Bekodman, that's going to go away as soon as the father delivers her to the shluchim of the husband. He's no longer in the picture. All right. Now the Mishnah lists cases where um, where you have an unmarried woman and no one, no one, no one could be made for her. The husband can't be made for her. She's not married, and the father has lost jurisdiction as well. And just understand the basic things that. There's basically the way that that, uh, that that a father loses jurisdiction. One way is just with age. A girl goes, well, once she's 12 and a half, the father loses all, all jurisdiction over her. She's independent. She's a Bulgaris. Another way would be simply if there is no father. No father is around, obviously, and she's not under her father's jurisdiction. And third would be if she, once she was fully married, if then she got divorced or widowed, she doesn't return to her father's rishos. Once she doesn't sue him, the father loses all jurisdiction, even if she's a little girl. She's a Nara. She's not yet 12 and a half. But once she gets divorced or widowed from a Nisuan relationship, she's in her own jurisdiction. So the Mishra says, Tasha and Naira's drain crime. There are five different scenarios of a Naira where the Nidharam will still stand. I mean, there's, there, there, where the, no one can be made for. And it's going to see, this is meant to be like a brain teaser. Really, it's supposed to be pretty simple. There's three points. We're going to have uh, a scenario where even if the father's alive, that's if she's orphaned because she already had Nisuan. We're going to have a case of a girl whose father died, so obviously it's not under father's jurisdiction, we're going to have a Bulgaris. In those three cases, the father left the, hus- the father's jurisdiction completely. So, 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 so it would only be uh, up to a new husband to be made for, but, 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 but not for the father anymore. So that's essentially what the mission is saying. But we're trying to teach like a brain teaser over here, how from those three points, we can make nine cases. So here we go. Number one, Bulgaris for Yusoma. Let's say you have a Bulgaris who's also a Yusoma, meaning to say, that she has reached, that she, she first did Nisuan while she was in Nara, she's widowed to divorce. And on top of that, she's also a Bulgaris. Case number two, Nara Bhagavad Yisoma. Maybe she could be a Nara who became a Bulgaris. And she, she is a, um, she was a Nara, then became a Gargar, became a Yisoma under her father's life. So basically, it's all the same thing, just the difference here is that she made the Nether when she was a Nara, and now, when, when, now she's already a Bulgaris. And again, the very fact that, that, that she already had Nisuan and she's an orphan while her father's alive, that's enough to say, that's enough to say why, uh, to, to, enough, to, enough of a reason to say why the father can't be made for. The point is, all these variables are just, you know, coming together as a brain teaser to figure out nine cases, but any one point is enough. If she can be a Bulgaris, that's enough. Or the fact that she's an orphan in her father's life is also enough. Third case, Naira Shalobagra of Yisoma. Or in other cases, even if she never became a Bulgarian, she's just a Naira, but if she becomes an orphan in her father's life, it can't be made for. That's the simplest point. In that case, she was simply a Naira. She's still a Naira when the Nisuan ends, but she can't go back to her father because after Nisuan, she doesn't go back to her father. So the first case, so we have three cases. Either she was a, Bo- a Bulgarian when she made the Nether and also an orphan in her father's life, case one. Case two, she was a Naira when she made the Nether 
And then a Bulgarist when her father heard about it, but again, it's an orphan in her father's life because it's post-Nasuan post, post being widowed or, or, or divorced. Or three, even if she's still in Ara, but if she's an orphan in her father's life, the father can't be made for her. The second set over here, Bulgarus who may severe. Let's say it's a case of a Bulgarus where the father died. So if the father died, obviously not there. Naira Bulgarus who may severe. Let's say it was a Naira who was a Bulgarus and the father died. Or Naira Shalabak who may severe. Naira who never became a Bulgarus her father died. Here the key variable is that, um, that, that, that we're talking about a literal, a literal orphan. Once the father dies, then, then, then there's no koach hafara. It's, it's, it's pretty obvious, and it doesn't make a difference. The Mishnah is saying in all three scenarios, whether she was Bukharis, Bukharis, when she said her, Anara became a Bukharis, or still Anara, the point is she's not under her father's jurisdiction when the father dies. And then the last set, Nara Shemesavil, Shemesavil Bagra. Let's say it's a Nara whose father died, and after the father died, she became a Bulgaris. Or Bulgaris will be a Kaim. Let's say it's Bulgaris and her father's alive. Or Nara Bulgaris will be a Kaim. And Nara became a Bulgaris and her father's alive. In all three cases, the point is once she, become a, she becomes a Bulgaris, she's going to go in, under her own jurisdiction. It doesn't make a difference what the circumstances were when she made the net. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Rabbi Yudah adds, even if she's still a katana, why are we even talking about a nara? If somebody married off his minor daughter with Nisuin, once Nisuin happens, when his arm was going to scotch, she widowed or divorced, even if she returns to him, even if she, and now she's still a nara, he cannot be made for the nadarm. He's saying, even if she was a minor, when she entered the Nisuin, she's always released through Nisuin. And it seems there's no machlokas on a kamar of Rabbi Yudah is just pointing this out. Don't, you don't have to say that she was a nara when the Nisuin happened, even if she was a katana when it happened. If she was a katana, the Nisuin is mozi her fully from the jurisdiction of her father. So the Gemara comments here, this whole thing, this brain teaser, that it's nine, it's all reviewed over the Chamun say, there's just three Naras, Bogaris, Yisoma, Yisoma, Chayaf. There's three principles. If she turns 12 and a half, if she's an orphan, literally because her father died, or the orphan in her father's lifetime. Why are you making it so complicated? There's three factors. Why do you have to break it down and divide each three when the other, all three... Other variables converging, not converging, that's just meant to trip you up and make it complicated. But the point here is just remember the three circumstances when she's not under her, her father's jurisdiction. Either literally her father died, doesn't make a difference when, when what was, was going on, but the point is at this point her father's dead, he can't be made for her. Either she's a bogaress. Again, it doesn't make a difference what the circumstances were when she made the nether, but at this point, the father has about she's a Bokaris, or she was in Nesua. Once she was in Nesua, she completely leaves the father's jurisdiction, and now even if she's widowed or divorced, the father cannot be made for Okay, continues the Mishnah. A woman says to her husband, I'm making a konim, that I'm not going to get any benefit from my father or from your father. If I do anything for you. So she's saying as follows. See, she's making the nether, but it hasn't yet taken effect yet. Because what's she doing? She's making a nether with a tenai. She's saying, I'm not going to get any benefit from my father, your father, if, but tenai, that I do anything for you. Or if she said, she said, I'm not going to get any benefit from you, if I do anything for my father or for your father. In these two cases, I raise a yafr. The husband can revoke the nether, even though it's not taking effect. So again, there's a chiddish here. Because the nether itself hasn't taken effect. Could you be made for a nether before it goes in effect? So the our Mishnah holds she could. Let's go through the two cases. So Ron understands that they're actually saying two different conditions. In the first case, if she, what, what's the condition? The condition is if I do anything for you, then I can't do anything for your father. I can't get any benefit from my father, your father. So she doesn't fulfill the condition, right? Of, of If I do anything for you, so it's going to mess up their relationship. So in other words, not... Not, not tripping the netter will mess up themselves up. It will be vain all And if she does it, and she does do something nice for her husband, now she's going to have to keep the, 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 the iser not to get benefit from my father, from your father. That's also going to affect their relationship. And that's an important thing. 
That's also going to be Vein Olavena. Because remember, when a person answers benefit even from one person, that's considered Enoi Nefesh. That's the idea. And according to Rabbi Yossi, it's at least Beno Levena. So it, it, she's stuck here. Even though the nether hasn't become affected, what's, what's the options? If she does anything for her husband, then she's going to be ushered to have any benefit from, from, from her father or from his father. So even though the nether hasn't taken effect, the nether has left her no way not, not, not to affect their relationship. Either she'll, she'll, she'll serve her husband, but then we'll trigger the nether that's Beno Levena, that she won't be, won't be able to have any, any, any benefit from his father or her father. Or she won't trigger the nether, but that itself is Beno Levena. It affects the, the, the relationship because she can't do anything for it. So the Mishnah is saying that since right now Machas the nether, there's the friction Beno Levena, even though the nether technically hasn't taken effect, she's not doing anything for him because she doesn't want the nether to take effect that she won't be nether from the father or the, or, or the father-in-law. That itself already gives the husband the Koach HaFar. And the second case is a bigger Kiddush because what she's saying, she's saying, I can't get any benefit from you if I do anything, if I go do anything for my father, your father. So in that case, the, the, the condition here, if I go do something for my father, your father, that's not your nefesh or beno levena. So why, did you, why don't we just say, just don't do anything, just don't go ahead and do anything for the father or the father-in-law and it won't affect the nether. And the nether is not chal. Until she does something for the father or father-in-law, what happens? Nothing. She could do anything for her husband. So why could he be made for it? The terrorist is, you know why he could be made for now? Because it's impossible to avoid. At some point, sooner or later, she's for sure going to trigger it. She's for sure going to do an act of service for her father or father-in-law, which would trigger the nether that then, that then she can't get any benefit from the husband, which would be bein the bein So even though the nether has not yet been triggered, and in the way that it is, there's nothing affecting the relationship. But since it's inevitable, it's for sure going to happen, we say already from now you could do it. So it's a much bigger chiddush in the ratio. In the ratio, machmas the nether right now, there's the friction bein olveina. In the seifa, it hasn't yet. There's nothing bein olveina. Just don't do anything father or father or father-in-law and the relationship won't be affected. But nonetheless, we say no. You could be made for, since it's impossible, impossible to avoid, we say already from now, it's as if the nether is here. It's as if the nether took effect, so to speak, and therefore um, the husband can be made for Says the Gemara, because now we're just picking up on the basic idea here, you can be made for a conditional nether before it took effect. Again, one of two conditions. Either machas the tanai as well, there's inoi or benolveina, or because it's impossible. So now it says in the price of Tanya, imani said I'm not gonna benefit from my father, your father, if I do anything from you. This this case, Ramnasan Omer Loyafer, Ramnasan disagrees. Ramnasan says you cannot revoke the nether. Ramnasan holds that you can never revoke a conditional nether before it takes effect. Right? Ramnasan holds you can't do that. Obviously, once it takes effect, you can be made for because if it's Beinol Veinah. But before, before it's Chal, if you make a nether with a Tanai, before the Tanai is triggered, you can't be made for a nether. As we explained, that you could because even though the nether itself is not in effect, since Machmas the condition is Beinol Veinah at that point, you can be made for Another way of, of, of another Machlok is she says to him that what I'm going to be also to have beer with all Jews if I have beer with you. So the same thing here, she's left with no option, right? What's she going to do? If she has beer with her husband, she'll be also to have beer with everybody. And if she's and if she doesn't trigger, she doesn't have beer with her husband, then that's friction. So from Nasan Omer Loyaf, from Nasan Sol says he can't be made for because Lamai said that tonight the net the tonight wasn't triggered yet, so that the nether wasn't chal. You have to wait for nether to be chal to be made for it. Since as it is, the nether leaves no, cho- no, no choice but to have friction in the relationship, since even though it's technically not chal yet, he is still able to be made for the nether.